Hey, Daniel here from Markers on the Map, and this week, join the gaming adventure on a look at the future with E3 2021, where we talk about tons of brand new games like Metroid Dread, Guardians of the Galaxy, Wonderlands, Elden Ring, and a whole lot more. From the Nintendo Direct to Summer Games Fest, is it an E3 of dreams? Don't forget to check us out on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. I watched a thing this week. We watched a thing this week. Are you sure about that? I, I remember I something mean, happening. I mean, I, I watched a Sonic the Hedgehog movie this week is what I watched. Oh, that's what you were referencing to? Yeah. Oh. I also watched another thing. <laughs> I watched a brand new episode of Lego Builders. Oh, catch me on What'd you watch this, this week? Uh, I don't think it's going to be better than Lego Builder or, or Sonic. Let's just stick to those. Yeah, okay. So, Lego Builders aired a brand new episode this week where they had to build a tower that could withstand, like, a little earthquake machine, and it was really cool, and I I actually know somebody that's on that show. But you know what else I watched this week? Sonic? No, a new episode of Loki. Oh, that did, that did happen, actually. Yeah, it happened right before recording. I, I can't think of anything else I watched this week. Oh, yeah, there was E3, but... There was E3 this week, wasn't there? I think so. I don't know. I wasn't sure Might have started it. last week. Mm. Mm. Came and came and went. Few little game announcements here or there. Eh. But I think it warrants a little bit of discussion. Maybe an episode of the podcast, right? We'll give it a good like 5 minutes of segment time. Well, some some games deserve a, a couple minutes of discussion. Some some we can glance over, but hey, this is the official first ever Markers on the Map E3 show. So we're going we're gonna to go through some of the announcements that they had this week, uh, starting with Summer Games Fest and ending with the, the masterful Nintendo Direct that, that they did this year. So as always, I am your host, Daniel, and I'm here with my awesome co-host and good friend, Robert. Aside from what we watched this week, how have you been? It's been all right. You know... Everything's the way it is, you know? It's always been for a while now. How have you been? Good, but it's been very hot. <laughs> that is true. I think it's like 108 degrees right now. So no. I got all the fans and air conditioning going. and Oh, it's 109. Trying to, I was playing Ratchet and Clank last night, and I just had to stop because it was so hot, and it was sweaty, and you oh, don't want to play sweaty games. <laughs> you don't want to get sweaty, but you don't want to be sweaty. I don't know. We'll f- <laughs> I'm like thinking like, so you don't want to get sweaty, but you do want to get sweaty. I don't get it. No, you don't want to be sweaty, and you don't want to get sweaty. All right. <laughs> but that's besides the point. We're going to have to table Ratchet and Clank for, for next week. This week, we got a whole bunch of stuff we're going to be talking about. So I'd say expect news this week. And let's start with Summer Games Fest, which technically isn't part of E3, but it may as well be. It happened right before E3 started. With these conferences, we're not going to go through every game. We are going to go through highlights, basically. 
stuff we thought might be interesting. We're going to have some criticisms here, so if you're looking for some spicy takes, I would say that this uh, this podcast is a place to be for, for certain games and maybe certain ideas within games. I, I think I'm... <laughs> I think we got a few things we got to say about some of them, but that'll come as they go. So uh, overall, E3 was interesting this year. It, it was the first year back after not really having it last year. I mean, we have Jeff Summer Games Fest last year, but everything was a little more fragmented. Yeah. E3 is not what it used to be. It's not here, let's come out, have a musical performance, show a car, announce a game that's coming out in five years megatons no i i felt like e3 was a little more focused on even the current year maybe a little into next year and i thought that was interesting but at the same time we're seeing the effects of what people latched onto in the gaming space kind of expand out of control live service games first person shooters horde mode games stuff like that um we, we were kind of leading up to a discussion about that last week, but let's get right into this. Um, Summer Games Fest, Jeff started out by showing a little teaser trailer for Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Now, I think it goes without saying that both of us are really interested in this one. Oh, most definitely. Every Borderlands game, we played them, beat them all the way through, so Tiny Tina's Wonderlands is no exception. I'm very interested in that one. I would say without Borderlands, there would never be the genesis of the idea for markers on the map. So for, for both of us, um, this is a series that means a lot to us. It's a series that seems to get better gameplay-wise, maybe not plot-wise with every iteration. And this is just taking the concept of the greatest Borderlands DLC, um, at least from two, Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep, and turning it into its own game. It's said to have some interesting character customization we might not have seen before and not just be a looter shooter but have like magic and casting and stuff like that so we didn't get any gameplay we got some screenshots in the trailer um does have a good voice cast of andy samberg wanda sykes and uh will arnett joining ashley birch as tiny tina and that's all we really got but it's coming out next year and i'd say it's going to be pretty good. Like, I'm very hopeful for this. I, I don't think that the, the Borderlands formula can go wrong, is what I'm saying. No. Uh, I think each gameplay of each version, so it's always like, you know, one, two, pre-sequel, and all, like three, they always get better each time. And despite our squabbles with each of them, because they all have a unique problem. Like, when we do Borderlands episodes, and we will in this podcast um, at some point, each game has its own unique set of problems, which I think is interesting for a series. I mean, I'm really trying to think of what 3's problem was. Well, 3's problem might be the plot after 2. Well, I was going to bring it up, but, like, I was going to bring it up, but I was going to say, like, it it's kind of hard to top 2, though. If you really yeah, think it about is it hard plot to wise, two. I don't think there is going to be another Borderlands game that's going to, like, outdo 2. And I think a way that they could get close, maybe, is to do this spinoff where anything goes. They don't have, like, a lore to follow yeah. or a canon that's been established. It's all kind of like fantasy. So, Wonderlands, that's that's up there for us, I think. Anyway, the next thing they announced was interesting. Metal Slug. Both of us really like Metal Slug. You love Metal Slug. I do. I, really, I do like it. Yeah, but neither of us are really big on tactics. No. 
So <laughs> they're doing a tactics metal slug game. Huh. I will say it does look beautiful, and the trailer they showed was that dot mu like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Streets of Rage Four style like anime. Really cool trailer makes me interested, but a tactics game is a hard one to swallow. No, yeah, um, like the franchise, but I'm probably gonna pass on this one. Nice. I'll graphics, have to see though. if it's like a like a, like an easy tactics game. Give me an easy tactics game. It has some nice you know art style and graphics for what it is but you remember how deflated i was when they showed that project triangle strategy was a um tactics game and not a like octopath i was like oh no so yeah anyway death stranding director's cut now how many podcast episodes have we spent saying please give us a death stranding ps5 upgrade (sighs) many i would say like maybe occasionally I would say 15 episodes. That's my like best guess of how many times we've occasionally asked for like an update. Yeah, probably most of them. This most of them since January 1st. We like when whenever we see a PS4 like to PS5 upgrade or patch, we're like, why not Death Stranding? Why not Red Dead? It's stuff like that. Um, so one of those is happening uh, through this director's cut. They showed a trailer where Sam was not playing Metal Gear Solid the correct way, and they said that the full reveals in a couple weeks, which means. To me, we are probably going to get a state of play here pretty soon. And I was also talking about how, with all the Blue Point rumors whooshing around the internet, like maybe this trailer is pointing at like a Metal Gear Solid remake. But I can't not say that I'm absolutely stoked for a 60 frames Death Stranding on PS5. It will definitely have haptics and adaptive trigger usage. I can't see why it wouldn't. It's PlayStation Studios, so... This is a big one for me, personally. Um, I know you just started the game, but man. Yeah. Hopefully, PS4 owners on PS5 get get an update for free, like most other like PS4 to 5 games. I'm really hoping it's a free update myself. And at the very most, if they had to charge, at least like make it a $10 upgrade or something. I really hope I don't have to rebuy the game yeah and same for anybody else who owns it on ps4 that's that's a big hope over here like a director's cut free upgrade most upgrades have been free so and then jeff goldblum showed up at summer games fest to show jurassic world evolution 2 (laughs) now i thought it was going to be you know like independence day or something you know no but all jokes aside when you when you see jeff goldblum usually it's it's something jurassic park or world related so i've played evolution i played it i went you know 100 percent through it didn't buy all the dlc yet but i'll probably you know do it at one point um i liked it i not even say i liked it i loved it i liked jurassic world evolution a lot but the I, don't get me wrong i'm excited for evolution 2 i am like i'm all for it you know evolution 2 maybe it should have been an update in dlc instead of it being a separate game but you know whatever if it have to make a sequel go for it but for me, I wish it was a different type of Jurassic Park or, or Slash World game. Mm. It's like Evolution, you might kind of be over the whole, it, like, roller coaster tycoon or amusement park. Yeah, because it, it's, it's not even that, because it's just Evolution alone. is like the app games were all park builders. Evolution's a park builder. It's like most of what's coming out for Jurassic Park games that are, like, major are park builders. So what I'm thinking is... In order for this to be like a success, maybe into eyes of the fans of the first game, 
you might have to do more than just add some new biomes. You might have to add new gameplay elements or something to change up or shake up the game a little yeah. bit more. Um, we saw that there's going to be some underwater parts. I'm imagining there's going to be some sky parts or something, but it's got to yeah. differentiate itself from the first one to make it seem like it's worth being its own game as opposed to like DLC. My, 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 I guess one of my major complaints about the first one that I can just note right now on the top of my head is that um, sometimes the islands would be massive, but then there'll be a massive like rock or structure just in or mountain just in the way and you can't get rid of it. And then it's like, well, that whole space is just empty space right there. So then you have to build around it. I guess it gives a challenge to it, but sometimes you just want to have a really major big just like island with nothing but like really good flat land so you can build so much and build like the ultimate park that was kind of difficult with the first one we'll have to see how this one goes i didn't necessarily expect it to be evolution 2 i did expect a jurassic park game i will admit i did not expect it to be a sequel to this that's interesting but we will keep our eyes on that one um, honestly, it made me want to go back and re-download my copy of the first one. It's good. <laughs> Maybe it's get fun. some help because it's not it's not my cup, but I do kind of want to play it. <laughs> I guess what, what I said about that main complaint with the whole like island structure is that the islands are made a certain way that you have to build it because it's a challenge. Like if you're on a small island, it's like oh, get this small island to be a certain way and this and that. So yeah. like I wish because my favorite park builder is uh, Operation Genesis. That one came out on PC, PS2, and, like, Xbox, like, back in, like, 2003. And that one, you could just pick a random island, and then it, would, it wouldn't it would have, like, a random mountain, or it wasn't shaped a certain way. You could pick whichever one you want. So if you wanted, like, a big island, like, a lot of land, a lot of things you could build, you can build, like, your ultimate park. That's what I would want from this one. And the, the first one has a free park, like, builder mode, if I'm correct, or do, is there still, like, obstacles in that one? It's been a while since you've shown me. The first one, it has a sort of... The only, like, kind of sandbox you do what you want, I think, is uh, Nublar. It's, ah. like, it's like a sandbox mode. I think it, it's, like... They even say it's, like, it's sandbox mode. It's, like... Because it, like, they do it off the f- uh, five islands in the movie. This is, like, canon movie lore, so I won't get into it. But it's basically... The five islands aren't there just for no reason. They're there because of the actual, like, canon lore to the movie that there's five islands yeah. where the dinosaurs are at. But that's a whole different subject that I won't get into because it's about E3. We'll, we'll keep you posted on Jurassic World Evolution 2. We'll also keep you posted on Evil Dead, starring the mighty Bruce Campbell. They showed some gameplay for this, finally. Looks pretty good, I will say. I'm a fan of the series and the lore of the series. Looks kind of like a... I don't want to necessarily say horde mode, but like kind of like a horde mode. But someone can play as like the evil force. But overall, I'd just say, as an Evil Dead licensed game, like this looks like a lot of fun. I don't know if it'll survive in a overwhelming mass of these type of games nowadays, but I personally am interested in this one. I didn't get to see anything that. I mean, I like Evil Dead, I really do, but I don't know. It didn't really interest me that much. I like it for the license, but a license is one thing, a game is another. And in order for this to work, the two, for me, the two have to be executed well so i'm yeah. consciously optimistic we'll see a game later on in this podcast where the license in the game works well <laughs> no yeah i'm optimistic about it too i want it to, you know to be good but i don't know it's license things like that like look at uh friday the 13th the game it doesn't not say the game didn't do well but there's always a problem with like 
There's always something. There's always going to be something yeah. that's going to that's going to prevent it from doing a certain thing. And I think the other giant thing to come out of Summer Games Fest, and personally, I'm looking forward to. It. I am very happy that Jeff got to to show this on his stream, and not on like whatever the Xbox rumor was. So, the Elden Ring. Now, <laughs> this is one of those like we've been waiting years for it type of things. Um, the art style phenomenal, flawless. The gameplay, we know how the gameplay is going to be. The story probably doesn't matter in a game like this although like people have written essays and 100 page treatises on bloodborne and stuff like that so i will say this the trailer is very exciting i liked when the dragon caught the lightning and it's an open world dark souls game okay i was gonna ask do with that information what you want right i was gonna say what type <laughs> of game so is elder ring a new game or is it a remaster of an old game that's my it's question. a new game Okay. It's Miyazaki and George R. R. Martin. It is his follow up to Sekiro, basically. Okay. And it's a high fantasy, open world, Dark Souls game. Now, I'm hearing things that might sound like this is going to be a more approachable um, Souls game, which okay. I'm really interested in. There's also summoning. Sekiro didn't have that, but Bloodborne did. But if there's a. A game you can safely bet is going to be like a critically acclaimed game. I think Elden Ring is is it because Miyazaki's really good at level design, world building, and everything. So the art direction is there, the gameplay is there. It's what people want. But it's going to be one of those games where I'm just like, the day before it comes out, I'm gonna be like, I wasn't gonna get this, but should I? Now, now, hear, hear me out. I just got an idea. Hear me out. I'm, I, I'm not really hyped for Elder Ring. That might be, you know, controversial take because of the theme of it. It's I not don't controversial. Like, <laughs> I don't like night themes. I don't like it. I'm more. I like Sekiro because it was more samurai, like ninja themed, and that's what I like. I kind of like that style. But there's also another subject that I like. Hear me out. Yeah. Cowboy Bloodborne. It's a Souls game, but cowboys. See now, now you got me wanting that. See, is no. It's not that I don't like I don't like Souls games like I I do like them but I just don't like the whole like night and like medieval time thing I really don't it's one of one of those things I just never really like it never drew me into anything like that yeah I I understand that and I would say like the most medieval looking one to me that I haven't played is Demon's Souls I think Elden Ring's a little more high fantasy but at the same time that goes along with the whole knights and everything yeah I don't um, we I don't we like won't get into the stuff. logistics here but. It, it does look, like, very well done. It's coming out in January. Am I expecting a delay? Sure, I'm expecting a delay. But at the same time, I couldn't help but, but get excited by the trailer. Um, but it is a Souls game. And Lord help me after getting a platinum <laughs> on Bloodborne and Sekiro. Help me. You're going to do it. Regardless <laughs> of what you say, I feel like you're going to do it. Th there's another Souls game that's not a Souls game that, that I'm like... If I was going to play a Souls game, I would not play this. I would play Elden Ring, and we'll talk about that a little later. But overall, Summer Games Fest had a couple of little announcements, a lot of, you know, updates to certain maybe free-to-play games, just a little bit of Overwatch 2, like Sombra and Baptiste costume updates, stuff like that. Summer yeah. Games Fest was pretty all right. I'm glad Jeff got to show Elden Ring, Death Stranding, and all that stuff. I'm going to give the overall conference a B for, for Jeff. Actually, if you really look at what was announced, like, 
Wonderlands, Stranding, Jurassic World, and Elden Ring, I give it a good, a high B to like maybe lower A. Yeah, a high B sounds about right for for what I thought. I the middle of the show was a little. The yeah. whole show was like very well paced, but the middle had a few things I wasn't as interested in from a personal standpoint. But the 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 big hitters were just that they were big hitters. Yeah. So good on Jeff. And also, I like Jeff as a host, and I've liked Jeff as a host for many years now. So that's that's another thing. <laughs> then we got. Of course, a Ubisoft original, the Ubisoft Forward presentation. And boy, this was a a little more, this was not as well paced. So they started off with something you're pretty interested in, I think. Uh, Rainbow Six Extraction, a Ubisoft original. Yeah, um, Rainbow Six Extraction, a Ubisoft original. Um, I'm interested in it because I'm tired of player versus player like you know the cod all that even like with r6 i'm like i'm just like tired of it and like camp co-op campaign with friends is is more appealing to me right now at this moment um not say i say the horn mode like you know how that might be the next thing that might get you know overdone but it's better than what's going on with hold the player versus player thing but uh it has i mean i don't know if it's canon towards like the r you know r6 universe but has a lot of the same characters, a lot of the same mechanics, a lot of the same... I don't want to say... Basically, just kind of only the same characters and mechanics, but I think it adds on more to the mechanic part. I don't want to say it's just a one-for-one copy of, like, R6 put into just a completely different game. It's familiar and comfortable. Yeah, it's familiar and comfortable, but hopefully they don't do, like, only, like, five... like Or not, like, they hopefully they only do, like, three missions and that's it. Hopefully there's, like, five missions there's, like, five chapters in each of them. Because that's a good amount, to, you know, to really get into it and to play. Hopefully, they add more content to it. It's like there's a lot. Like I said, a lot I can get into it. But am I interested in it? Yes, and I do hope it does well because I would like to see it go more than it was when it first came out during its outbreak season with like R six during Chimera. So I hope it actually does pretty well. Yeah, for for me, it it didn't do much. But again, you're the Rainbow Six fan here. I was commenting on, like, how, like, the content. Like, make sure there's enough content in this game. It's a full-price yeah. game. Make sure there's enough content. I think that's the, the big worry here. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm worrying about, too, is hopefully there's enough to go and to play, like, day one for a couple weeks. Because they're not going to add DLC, like, right away. They're going to wait a couple weeks. Then we had Rocksmith Plus, a Ubisoft original. It's cool for people that want to learn how to play gu- the guitar. I guess Rocksmith has always been good for that, but... I think that they might have spent a little too much time a little too early on, maybe at an E3 press conference for Rocksmith plus a Ubisoft original. I don't know what you think. <laughs> I think my only thing with it is that it doesn't teach you how to read music. And I feel like that's a Yeah, it's kind major... of like those color things. Yeah, it, it, it's the one thing that you, I think, I, I mean, I played instruments before, and you need to learn, you need to know how to read music. Because if you don't know, if if you just read off the tabs alone like yeah there's you could just look up whatever but if they hand you a sheet of music and you don't understand it because you don't know like where each note is on the guitar or whatever instrument you're playing on then it's like so i mean it'll help you get interested in playing music hopefully that interest takes you to learning how to read music and like understanding it and then how to know because like each guitar i think has like the same type of note but there's obviously there's different pitches there's a lower pitch higher pitch you know medium pitch but i don't know i do feel like they kind of 
was focusing on it. Now, here's is a lot of the things confusing about it. Like, you can use it on your phone, and you can use it, but, like, how do you plug your guitar to the phone and this and that? It's just, like, there's just a lot of things that they could have maybe explained. Or maybe, like, the guitar is not plugged in or something, and you're just playing it. I... They show some things that didn't need to be shown, and uh, some things that needed to be shown, they just didn't, you know, focus on it. You know what they showed at the Rocksmith Plus the Ubisoft original thing, though? Of Rayman. Our only our only appearance of Rayman in the Ubisoft conference, a Ubisoft original. Oh man, I mean, uh, I I mean, I don't know what the, Rayman Legends was so good. That's like my favorite game ever. It's it's such a fun game. I played it. It's very brisk, is what I'll say. Um, I I will also say that yeah, Rocksmith plus the Ubisoft original, but it's probably meant to like enhance someone's interest, and then maybe yeah. like some people who learn the basics from that will learn complexities or maybe rocksmith plus ubisoft original will develop like complexities or i'm sure there's i wasn't really paying attention but i i got the gist of it <laughs> anyway next up was writer's republic a ubisoft original believe it or not <laughs> um bmx sure that's cool the first person was making me a little like motion sick just looking at it but there's other vehicles too there's like snowboards sure but then they then they got me with the with with the rocket ships the jet packs the jet the like the parachute uh packs and all that um i mean you can have an ice cream bike bicycle as your like bmx bike on the mountain so uh it's meant to be goofy and i like that um i'm in i really do enjoy like sxx3 is like one of my favorite ps2 games from like you know, Tricky was also like one of my favorite ones too. Uh, ATV Off Road Fury Four, I like that type of game, like motorbike, dirt bike games. But they have to be kind of extreme and goofy and arcade like in order for me to enjoy. It. They can't be like you know sim like. That that would kind of I just at that point I'm just like eh. I think the way this game survives and is good is if it controls, like if it's got one to one movement. You move left, the bike moves left. Sure, if they try to make the movement all realistic. Yes, it's that's where I'm gonna just going to be gonna, great. Yeah, I'm just going to not the be the control interested. in a lot of yeah, the control in a lot of these games that try to do this are like let's make a realistic feeling bike or if they just adapt the an open world games movement systems to these vehicles, it's going to be a bit I think hard to to pull it off, but hey, could be fun. We also got some siege updates that they kind of skimmed over updates fine new character i think the new character is a little i did play the new update when it came out i think thunderbird's mm. a little too much because um i was playing on a map and i i went down you when you're down but not out you're just like you can't do anything but a person can come res you um i got you know picked up i was res and then i went from like 10 health back to 100 plus more so for her to have three of those heal you know little like stations and then you can just go from zero to like it's very situational, but at the same time, that's a it, it's situational. But I did it so easy. If I can do it so easy, you know, there's people who could probably figure it out to do it to everybody or to anyone or like that one good player that they have they want to keep alive can just keep using it and not worry about their health depleting to zero. Um, so I might see a nerf to Thunderbird in the near future. It's a I think three is a little too much. Maybe just with two stations, it'll be fine. Everything else in the update is fine. I don't know why people complain about like the icons, how they look. They just removed the white borders. That's all they did. I don't see a problem with it. The new uh, HUD, like the like uh, in-game HUD, where like the scores and all this and stuff. Some people complain about it too, but I don't mind it because I see it as like the game has to move forward. 
the game can't stay what it's always been. A game has to move forward, but it can't ruin itself at the same time. But the only problem I have with the update is with two characters, uh, Mira and Maestro. They're both defenders. Uh, their gi- uh, gimmick was that they have like bulletproof like glass. Maestro's like a bulletproof glass camera. Mira's like whole thing is like bulletproof. Like she can see. It's a black mirror. She can see through the other side, but the other team can't see through it. Like it's all black for them, but she can see through it. Um, they made it where you can just punch it and it cracks the whole window. And it's not like a you can still kind of see through it. Like no, it just completely just shatters and you and you just can't see through it. Makes no sense that uh when you shoot at it with a bullet, it doesn't do that. But when you just punch it with your elbow, it cracks the whole thing. That's my problem. Ah. Where it's it's unrealistic how a bullet it's bulletproof, so bullets can't do penetrate. They don't crack it. But you just elbow it and it, it cracks. Like maybe with Maestro I might get it, but not with Mira. Like her whole thing is that it's bulletproof. You know, that's just my you know yeah. take on that. It doesn't make sense. So some changes probably coming, and I also forgot to mention that it was a Ubisoft original. Can't forget. They won't let us forget. Yeah, Ubisoft original. Uh, next up was Just Dance twenty twenty two, a Ubisoft original. Um, not on the Wii, so mm, not gonna pick it up. Yeah, it's not on the Wii. I'm not gonna pick it up. And then they showed Far Cry six, a Ubisoft original. But they also showed it at, like, two other things this week, and that game, the only thing that continues to be interesting to that game uh, for me is Giancarlo Esposito. Uh, We know him from, like, Mandalorian and Breaking Bad and all that stuff. Um, Everything else doesn't interest me about Far Cry 6 Ubisoft original. Far Cry, the only one that interested me was 3. That's about it. Anything after that, I don't know, Far Cry just never interests me that Far Cry 3 is on sale for, like, 3 bucks on PSN right now. It is, but I, th- I think what made me interested in it, because it was just that hype game everyone was talking yeah. about. I don't think I'm actually interested in it that much. Yeah. I am interested in this Ubisoft game, Mario Plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope. <laughs> I I was predicting this uh, last week. Yes. So. Last, last week, I was hearing the episode, and I, you did mention that, I don't know, maybe a new Mario and Rabbids game, yeah. and it happened. Now, I'm not the biggest fan of the first one, because it's uh, an XCOM strategy game, but it's got its charms, and this one looks a little more dynamic, maybe. It's probably going to have a lot of the same... You know, you can only move this far on the grid and attack by choosing this weapon and stuff. But hey, it's a good IP, the Mario Plus Rabbits thing. It, it's a it's a funny game. It's it's got ch- like humor and charm, wit, and I don't have a problem with it. I've never really had a problem with the Rabbits to start with. I know some people hate them, but there's a a few new characters in this one, including a Luma Rabbit and this new Goth one that is popular and yeah it's gonna be good i think i mean if it adds more to a lot of people like the first one yeah they really do uh hopefully i don't see a franchise coming out of this but maybe like maybe one more sequel or a couple more after i don't mind it it's something different they have a donkey kong dlc for the first one too i've not played but i've actually not beaten the the first one embarrassingly enough i i'm stuck on like the opera singer boss but hey that's a good boss to be stuck on Anyhow, <laughs> there one more thing was the Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. This game is supposed to come out next year. Do I think it's going to come out next year? Personally, no. And I don't know what all no. these like giant Ubisoft games are coming from when they should be working on Beyond Good and Evil 2 or Skull and Bones, things that I we haven't seen in years or a new Star Wars game. But 
I don't know. I'm I'm into the Avatar movie. Uh, don't know if I'd play a big open world Ubisoft game of Avatar. Avatar the movie we discussed this. The only reason that it got as big as it is because it was just the 3D movie of the year. Everybody wanted to see it because of the whole 3D. But I, I've seen. I've tried to see it, but I can't. I'm like, this doesn't interest me. I've tried seeing it. I was like, this is not interesting. It gets a lot all. of hate, but I, I like, like the movie. I don't understand it. I like it. It's a good movie, but it's I, not like, for it, everybody. It's fine, but it's. I don't think it's like highest grossing film ever because of the story. No, it's definitely it not highest grossing because of the story. It's it's the 3D tech and yeah. worded like hype and. There's everything. a whole gimmick with it. Yeah. Yeah, but making a game like what, like ten years later? Yeah, probably to coincide it, with the sequel, but I still think that one or both of those things is going to get delayed and it's the video game is more than likely i think to get yeah. delayed so i don't know it's i i don't i don't understand why they showed avatar but there's a lot of other things they could have shown especially Maybe when like, people you know, are looking forward to prince good of beyond persia. good evil 2 oh yeah they could have showed prince of persia but we knew they weren't prince of persia <laughs> you know you know shans of time and you know just you know oh we're bringing the sns version to the switch you get it today ball with that you know one. come Ubisoft. on Ubisoft. <laughs> throw me a bone here i'm gonna say it's a c i think mario and rabbits kind of saves it a little for me it's a C because most of the things announced on there weren't major announcement of like a new franchise. They were existing. The only one that was kind of new was the Mario and Rabbits. And Riders, I guess. But we knew about that. And Riders. From- well, Riders was, yeah. It yeah. was just like, basically this was mostly like an update instead of like announcements. And then we got like maybe one or two announcements. Yeah. So I would give it like a C. Let's talk Devolver. Great show. Devolver always makes fun of the stuff dog. that like I really want them to make fun of. And yes, I do want a chili dog. Did, did you know did you get that like i don't know when i was watching devolver i just really wanted a chili dog or something yeah I, I know i know i actually went on and bought chili like the next day i was like you know what i want some chili i had like chili, chili dogs dog. the day before <laughs> i had chili dogs the day before this event i'm just like oh, yeah, i want a chili dog now devolver announced their max pass plus a subscription service because of course and they had an NFT, and it was real. <laughs> well, the subscription's not real, but the site was, and the things you could buy was, and somebody bought the videotape for a thousand dollars because it said sold out. So I was like, hey, somebody bought the the presentation on on videotape, actual tape, <laughs> um, even though that the presentation's going to be on the internet for forever. Yeah, but, <laughs> gotta have know. it on VHS, man. I would have it on VHS. That is pretty cool. Yeah. So overall, another funny. Adult Swim esque, uh, Tim and Eric esque, I should say, even uh, presentation from Devolver this year with a, little, a few more games than usual. Um, Trek to Yomi, a side scrolling black and white uh, samurai game that looks really cool. Interested in that one. Yeah. Um, Wizard with a Gun, which has a great art style, but might unfortunately get lost in the another in, in something that gets overwhelmingly vast quantities of games in the indie world, which is an isometric game. Yeah. There was Inscription, which looks like the coolest one to me. A card-based, almost like board game thing, but there's like a weird Nintendo 64 early PS1 graphical style to it and, a, and an eeriness to it that I like. Devolver Tumble, a mobile game, because of course. And Demon's Throttle, which was going to be exclusively physical, but Super Rare Games got some backlash for that, and they said, okay... We're going to have six-week uh, open pre-orders for our physical-only Switch games, and then six months later, we'll release it on itch.io for PC. 
But I think the standout game for me was Phantom Abyss. Looks like a asynchronous multiplayer game where you're going through like an obstacle, like a Legends of the Hidden Temple. Like you said, it's very <laughs> tough, but you're like seeing other people fail while you're failing, basically. Yeah. What would you rate the Devolver uh, presentation? A. I'll give it a four chili dogs out of five. Ooh, a four chili dogs out of five? Yeah, it was pretty good. I like the yeah. jokes. Four chili dogs out of the microwave, out of five. Devolver, I think, has a good eye for these indie games. There's always a weird oh, yeah. charm to the stuff that they release, and some of this stuff looks solid. That that black and white one especially. Yeah. So, Gearbox. Mm-hmm. Godfall news, baby. We got Godfall news. Godfall's coming to PlayStation 4. Oh, that's a big one. <laughs> and also, hear me out. Matchmaking and DLC is coming in in August. It's unfortunate because it's so far away, and I need that plat. And I just got back into it. It's like August. But I, I'm just PS4. Saying, uh, <laughs> if you have a PS4 and it's not a pro, expect your PS4 to launch like a jet if this game tries to run it. I think it's those. It's gonna run thirty, guaranteed Probably thirty. Probably thirty. But it's yeah. So much to run. Unless in. you like really lower the resolution or like take away some of the graphics, the the big old graphics. Then yeah. Yeah. I mean, interesting that they're gonna launch it on PS4 almost a year after it came out. I'm excited for the DLC. Am I excited that I have to wait till August? No, I'm not. But they're gonna throw in some new cosmetics and Godfall oh, news, baby. baby. Other than that, there was not much of the Gearbox conference. There was some Borderlands was movie, movie discussions, conference. but yeah. he didn't show anything. Didn't show any clips, any costumes. Kevin Hart was hey, there. Hey, they talked about Homeworld 3, and Kevin Hart was there, yeah. Kevin Hart was there. But Homeworld 3? Come on, Homeworld 3. What would you rate the Gearbox? A D. I would say C because we didn't see any of those Wonderland screenshots until the Gearbox presentation. I give True. it a like low to mid C because most of that Wonderland information didn't come till the Gearbox stuff. I give it a D because August? Come on. There's a whole summer <laughs> I could be playing. Aug- that is true. <laughs> August? Mm, it's, a bit, it's a bit too far. Yeah. Anyway, let's get to a bigger one. Xbox and Bethesda. Now... Most of these games we can't play because we run Switch and uh, PlayStation. But I would say I watched the Bethesda or I watched the Xbox conference every year, and I would say this was the year I w- I walked away from it saying they had a good showing this year. Usually I'm like laughing at like ha like back in the day when console wars was a thing. I was like ha ha PlayStation is so much better and all that. And now I like really don't care and I'm glad that the Xbox people have like a great lineup after this and when you consider that most of this stuff is coming to Game Pass that's actually that's actually crazy. So, Starfield, Bethesda's next big open world RPG Xbox exclusive. Um they showed a little teaser trailer for it. That's coming to the Xbox and not the PlayStation. So that's a huge get right off the bat. I don't know how I feel about... I mean, I've tried to play Fallout and all that stuff. I just never was interested in it. So Starfield doesn't really do much for me. Yeah, I mean, it's probably more Skyrim than, like, Fallout. But at the same time, I I would say, like, going into this, I was saying, if Xbox was going to take an $8 billion bet, Bethesda was probably the right company to pick up because people buy their games. 
like glitches and bugs aside people go out and buy these games so but then they showed stalker 2 which is another one that people have been waiting for and honestly i was just bored kind of looking at this one i don't see the appeal personally maybe i'm missing something oh this is the one where they're like i think they're speaking were they speaking russian or what were they speaking i think it's kind of like i said it reminded me of metro so it might be but i could be wrong I don't know what language they're speaking. Correct me if, you know, tell me if what the language was. I, I forgot yeah. what they were speaking. But it's just, just like they were just, it wasn't that they were talking, but that what were they even talking about? They're literally talking about nothing. And then they show very to little nothing. Yeah. And I remember I had a discussion with my friends about that, too. Like, he was like, why do games just do that? They just, like, they'll show just, like, something and here's a thing, and blah, 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 and then game title. It's like, what's that supposed to do? Is that yeah, supposed I, to make I us hype for it or something? This is why Last of Us 2 trailers didn't do anything to get my interests as well. Yeah. So Stuff like that, I just, I don't get it. Yeah, then, then they showed Back for Blood, which PvP confirmed in Back for Blood, if you were wondering. I don't know. Uh, see, here's the thing. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully they keep it to the, a bare minimal. Hopefully it's like Left for Dead. Because they yeah. say it's from the same development team. It's just the, the human versus zombie mode where it's just that. Hopefully they don't add like a weird COD player versus player thing because that would ruin it. Hopefully they just stick to the player versus enemy, horde mode, story, you know, chapters and all that. Because I would rather play that with friends instead of that player versus player. Yeah. Honestly. And they showed a few little things. Sea of Thieves is getting a Jack Sparrow DLC. Looks really cool. Um, sea of Thieves always interested me, but no Xbox, so... Um, like a Dragon's coming to Game Pass. I think it's already out. Um, so Battlefield 2042 gameplay, like we said last week, the interest is gone once I see those premium battle passes. Uh, a few other things. One little thing I really thought was hilarious was Party Animals, which is like Gang Beast except like more charm. And it just looked yeah. like the trailer for it was hilarious. Um, Hades is Agreed. coming to... Um, xbox series x but it's also going to ps5 and ps4 so don't you worry uh sony friends uh you'll get to try hades here pretty soon as well now halo infinite they showed the multiplayer and there's gonna be a battle royale i guess and halo infinite's a weird game uh story wise not sure where they're gonna take the story at this point i feel like Bungie, what they did with 1, 2, and 3 was kind of supposed to be its end point, maybe, because the next couples were like ODST and Reach. Yeah. You know, that's just what I'm saying, but they did get a different team for it, so maybe they want to see what they can go with it, but from what I remember, I have I have no idea what was happening in 4, 5. I, I remember people not liking 5 campaign that much, because I skipped the, the 1X I got, or just the Xbox One, I got ps4 that year so i don't know what's going on with the halo franchise but i've always liked their multiplayer yeah i mean their multiplayer has always seemed like it's good for fans of it for for like the duration but it seems like uh a lot of like modern shooter fans don't go for it as much maybe but still it seems like yeah. the most fun you could have with an fps multiplayer i just i don't i don't understand the whole running doesn't matter in a halo game i understand if it's like halo what i said halo 1 and 2 had very small maps so yeah maybe running doesn't have a place in halo but halo 3 and like halo 4 had such big maps imagine you're not able to run you're just at such a big map and you have to get to one side of the map to the other and it's such a sm- 
big map that you're just like, I can't run, so I have to walk all the way through. Mm-hmm. So it's more or less to get the action, you know, to get into the action quicker and faster. It's not, I don't think it's a game-breaking thing. I just think it's the evolution of we need to add some type of running mechanic because you know, games have to evolve to what's... If, if Halo 1 were to come out now with his multiplayer style, it would be nostalgic and it would be fun, but I don't think it would last that long. Yeah. Anyway, a few other things that people would be interested in, like a Plague Tale Requiem. Slime Rancher 2 looks yeah. cute. Um, Shredders, the snowboard game. That's your SSX void being filled right there. <sighs> that, that's the one game I was, I was like, oh, this does look good. Yeah, that's your SSX Void definitely being filled. That looks like some classic snowboarding fun, and I really hope that that's, you know, cross-plat or, like, on all systems. It looks It'd be fun. great it to have that fun. on, like, a Switch or something, just playing on the go or whatever. Hey, um, they put uh, MLB The Show on the Xbox. Just g- give me this one. Throw me a bone. Yeah, true. You did have MLB Show the on the Xbox. Um, a trailer I thought was interesting was Atomic Heart. Now, I have no idea what this game is supposed to be, but the trailer was crazy with all these mechanical things and robots and fighting the mannequins, and wow, what a great trailer. Gets me interested in the game when it has a trailer like this. Am I going to get to play it if it comes to PlayStation? Otherwise, the trailer looked great. (laughs) It was my type of weird, I guess. But you know what trailer was even better? Was Outer Worlds 2. (laughs) That trailer was funny. That That was a nice, funny, good trailer. Yeah, it's like, we have graphics, big graphics, but we don't have a story Slow motion. We got slow motion. We got, I was waiting for them to say, we got battle passes. We got statues with the collector's edition, $450 collector's edition with some statues. But as soon as I saw that moon, I was like, ah, Outer Worlds. Um, A game I played and beat, will I play it again? Who knows? Will I play a sequel? If it comes to PS5, maybe. It, it It's Fallout in space. It's the only way I can describe it, Fallout in space. Flight Simulator's coming to Xbox Series X. Uh, Forza Horizon 5 looks beautiful. I'm never going to get to play it because I don't have an Xbox. I thought it was Red Dead. I thought it was a Red Dead. Yeah. To, like, <laughs> Mexico expansion. I was like, oh, this is... I like... Regardless of I like, is this coming to PS5? But then I was like, oh, it's just Forza. I think if you're expecting anything from Rockstar, they'll have a Rockstar logo show up first. And then Redfall. That's the um, Dishonored People, Redfall Arcane, I believe. Looks like it could potentially be interesting. It is a co-op shooter, it looks like. They didn't show any gameplay or anything. And fortunately, the concept looks interesting. Unfortunately, I doubt we'll be able to play it for our own on a playstation but it looks all right for for what they were going for i forgot red falls i was like oh, yeah that was yeah cool. that was the last one it's like <laughs> considering what came the next day or like after this like we've got like bigger things to there worry about things, that yeah. we can play so overall for xbox i'm gonna give it two ratings from an outsider's point of view someone who doesn't have an xbox or a pc i'm gonna say this was a b because even I was, like, excited for the games they're going to get to play. And they have Bethesda. That's cool. Doom's getting its PS5 update, though, still, too. Um, and we still got Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo uh, before Bethesda's gone from PlayStation. But if I was in the Xbox ecosystem, this would be a high A to maybe a low S 
because most of this stuff is on gonna be on game pass which is a great value is considering some of this stuff so that's my two cents yeah i'll, I'll probably agree with that yeah. that's probably what the same the same would rate it too yeah i just i would play halo infinite because it is a free multiplayer it is a free multiplayer. i would play that i would play that out of all out of all of it because but at the same time you know they'll have probably a battle system in it maybe yeah or i'd say it's more than likely so we will see square enix well i was not expecting the best game we'd seen at this point like in motion to show up at square enix conference unannounced as a surprise game but edos montreal's guardians of the galaxy is definitely one of the coolest things that they showed at e3 this year yes um that wasn't like nothing like there was no news on anything about it and they just showed like oh yeah guardians of the galaxy game which it's it's not like avengers where avengers was multiple characters it's just a one character story-based game it, it gives them a chance to focus on a really good plot hopefully and some choice that affects you know certain things that play out um the gameplay looks solid for a third-person action game. The banter is good. You know I love me some banter, especially when it's good. Um, it look Graphically, it looks great. I really like the designs they went with, this kind of pseudo-MCU, but more comic book-based look for some of them, like Gamora. Um, yeah. There was an extended gameplay, which I didn't mind this time because I was really interested in how this is going to work. It looks a little like Scarlet Nexus to me, where you choose a character, and then actually you choose an ability for that character after you hold down the button and choose a character or whatever. I would say, and and I also heard that it being single-player was not a reaction to some of the negative reception from Avengers, so this was always going to be planned as a single-player game, and I'm here for it because I love Guardians, I love me some single-player games, and it looks really good. <laughs> looks interesting. Uh... I'm all for the single-player story-based games, honestly. Yeah. I'd rather play that. Avengers didn't appeal to me for that reason. I'm just like, oh, what if... Because, like I said, sometimes you don't want to play a certain character. Yeah, it, it's coming out in October, which is another surprise. So it, it was really far along. They, I mean, I certainly didn't see any, like, rumors or, like, hints about this. So that's interesting. Um, Square Enix, of all places, has a really hype game that, that I'm, like, super interested in. And you know what I was interested in was Final Fantasy 1 through 6, the pixel remakes or whatever. But then I saw that they were apparently only on Steam and mobile. And then, like, it wasn't even the air being let out of a balloon. It was like a balloon coming into contact with a sewing needle. I think the only thing I said was, what the heck? <laughs> I don't know why it's not on console. Yeah, that I think they dropped the ball on that yeah. one. I think mobile and um, the mobile I don't get. Steam, I understand, but mobile, I don't know. I don't know why not PlayStation 5 or Switch. Switch. Ah. Anyway, Avengers Battle for Wakanda DLC looks great. That's really all I'm going to say because I'm going to play it, and I like that game. I also like Godfall, so I guess I like games that people don't like. But that is just me. Babylon's Fall, though, did not look good to me looks like platinum games's version of godfall but also live service and mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> i did not like how that one looked i did not like how that one looked yeah just gonna just stay with that yeah but even worse i did like how stranger of paradise final fantasy origins looked 
Um, I was really interested in it, lore-wise, um, plot-wise, design-wise. It looked cool to me. It looked like it was going to be a Devil May Cry-esque um, Final Fantasy game. Team Ninja and all that. So I downloaded the demo, because there was a demo. demo didn't work for a while, because it was corrupted mm-hmm. by Chaos. But it did work um, a, a day later, I think, or two days later. And I played through the demo. It's a... Um, it's a Souls game. It's not a Devil May Cry-esque game. It's a Souls game. It's not particularly, in my opinion, a great Souls game. It's full of, like, random loot drops and always having to be in menus messing with things. And I, I said after I played the demo, I said, I I am not going to get this game. I'm probably just going to watch somebody on YouTube or Twitch play it. <laughs> and I felt a little defeated, to be honest with you. Oh, no. We were talking about how much it looked like Devil May Cry, but then it goes off and turns into Souls, and I said, oh, yeah. if I'm going to play a Souls game, I'm going to play Elden Ring. I'm going to play the Souls game. So, this is another genre that gets a little a little stagnant. Popular things tend to get stagnant, and none of them can really live up to like the originals. Look at Dungeon Crawler, Isometrics, and Diablo, basically. Yeah. Which... Diablo five or Diablo two um, for PS five is gonna be awesome, but Stranger of Paradise. I'm interested in the plot. Am I interested in playing this game after the demo? Not unless the gameplay is significantly overhauled. Um, we'll probably talk a little more about it uh, on next week's episode as one of the games. Anyway, overall, Square Enix high B because Guardians was amazing and Avengers. I would just I'm say average for. to low B for me. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's they're getting there. Like Square Enix, I was expecting to be the worst conference personally, but no, that Guardians game really really pulled through. But you know who had a great conference? Limited Run Games. That was a good one. I like that conf. I really do like the conference. Yeah. So most of the games they showed are already out, but it was a good highlight of some indie games that look really great that are often overlooked for people, and some of them I hadn't even known come out, like the Takeover and all that. Strife uh, for the Switch, uh, Shantae Collection for the PS5. Although I think they're all going to be separate purchases. Dusk looked really good as like a Doom love letter that's coming that's out for pc i think and coming to the switch like sometime this year that one looked really good i'm really interested in dusk but i I wanted to get it right away but it's his pc game right now yeah but you said it's it's coming on the switch (laughs) yeah i want i want it so bad right now i'm like i want it give it to me yeah um the blood rain game they showed i this is an older one i don't know if this is like a it looks like it's touched up maybe um so like a re-release perhaps um Mm -hmm. Castlevania, the Symphony of the Night, and that's getting a uh, physical release on PS4, and Rondo Blood on the Turbo Graphics of all things. That's I think those are really dope. Yeah, Limited Run does that with some things. They're doing Doctor uh, Wily Wars for Mega Man on. I'm forgetting what system they're doing it for uh, currently, but yeah. Lunar Run is just a fun time, having having ourselves a little bit of a, a, a giggle while we talk about the jokes some were indie funny. games. Yeah, the jokes hit. The car, car, best game of E3, car? Car. Physical forever, that was their slogan. Yeah, and um, hey, plumbers don't wear ties, coming to PS5, physical, right from Limited <laughs> Run Games. <laughs> That's funny. 
That's a, I love that, Limited no, Run a as a company. Game. Yeah, this is fun. I, I love them as a company. I give this a high A to no. I, I give this an S because car. Car. I give it a high A because because I like most of the things, but most things aren't even out yet. Like I really want to play Dusk, but I don't have a PC. Yeah, well, most of them are out, but Dusk itself is one of like, the ones if that I I'm could like, get a PC. I gotta play this. <laughs> Most most things are hard to get, so I have to wait for the Switch version. Yeah. They said this year, so this year it probably will be. Oh, and how could we forget River City Girls 2 and River City Girls 0? Oh, I forgot. I forgot. See, I said, With this online is, this multiplayer. Is high. Yeah, this is an A because I like most of the show, but most of it is not out yet. Yeah, high A to low S for me, I'd say. Car really elevated it. I think they really brought it with Car. So... I suppose we should talk about the Capcom presentation. I mean, from like the one thing they announced, yeah, we I guess we can. Oh, you mean Resident Evil Village DLC just starting development, which means it's yeah. probably not going to be out for a while? Yeah, which I cool. think people could probably guess that was going to happen because they demanded it. So, you know, that's cool. I mean, that is cool, though. Yeah. Village DLC. I hope it's based on the Four Lords. That would be awesome if we could get some more exposition on our villain characters in the game because I thought that like they are very well done. And uh, at some point, we're, we'll have a village episode where we really get into it. But I'd like some Four Lords DLC. And they showed Monster Hunter Rise update, but it's mostly cosmetic stuff and event quests, no new monsters. And Monster Hunter Stories has shown up again at like three different things this, this week. It's like the Far Cry yeah. 3 of Capcom. I'm still skipping the Monster Hunter stories. Yeah. What I didn't get about Capcom was showing 10 minutes of gameplay for Great Ace Attorney on an E3 presser. Like, I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm completely over the moon that that game's coming to the US and I'm getting it, but I'm not going to watch 10 minutes of VN gameplay at an E3 conference. It's spoilers, so. And then Esports talk with no new Street Fighter character. <laughs> no, yeah, I, uh, that whole like Gradius Attorney, I'll, I just kind of like ignored it because I was like, most people are, are gonna want to ignore it because it's a story based game. Anything they yeah. show is a spoiler, regardless of what they try not to show. You, you don't wait as long as I've waited for this game to be localized and then watch a bunch of plot for ten minutes when the game is a month away. So, <laughs> Capcom's conference. That's. Uh... I don't want to give an F today, but it's a D. It's, it's a, a low D, D. because, yeah, Village is cool, but other than that, what else did they show? Yeah, the, the, they didn't story, show anything yeah. from Village either. Yeah, it's like Hunter Story was already, Monster Hunter Story was already shown in other things, so it's like, eh. I guess Reverse is coming out next month, and I have my code for that in the case for Village, so yay. It's a D. It's still a D for me, regardless. But now let, let's talk the big one. Like, I felt a little defeated after the Capcom conference, but man, did Nintendo bring a... <laughs> At this point, Limited and, like, X, like, it, like Limited was probably my favorite out of all of them at this point. Yeah, it was a good showcase of some titles that are upcoming and some that we might have missed that, like, TakeOver I completely forgot about. But, oh, when I say Dream Direct, I reflected on this Direct, like all day yesterday and i said this really had we'll we'll talk about it we'll we'll get into it let's start with kazuya and smash that's cool <laughs> i like the uh i love tekken i really do tekken's like one of my favorite i played tekken at like pizza arcades when i was little tekken 2 mm-hmm. was like yeah my thing so uh I'm, I'm hyped for it i really do like i like the trailer and everything where he's throwing everyone off the cliff throwing them off the cliffs 
Um, so that's cool. A, a little bit of a surprise, I would say. Um, can you believe there's people complaining that there's too many fighting game characters in Super Smash Bros? Think about that uh, for a second. No, I'm, when, not, I'm not that I'm <laughs> think shocked. About- <laughs> I'm not shocked about it, but I'm just like, now it's too many sword fighters. And there's two. But here's the thing. Smash Bros. What type of game is it? What 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 do they want? It's on the tip of my tongue. It's on the tip of my tongue. I can't. Is it a racing game? Maybe it's a puzzle, like a puzzle, like adventure game. That's what Smash Bros. is. Until they add a joke character like Gex, Bubsy, or like a serious one like Rayman, Crash, or anything, they won't be satisfied of anything but those characters. I'm still trying to figure out what type of game it is. Like it is a dungeon crawler, right? I think Smash is a, a story-based single-player mode. That superstar, yeah, a third-person is one of those. A roguelike. Yeah. yeah. Now, why do they keep putting fighting game characters in it? Why? It makes no sense. It's like how many actual fighting game, like Ryu, Ken, uh, was it Final, Terry, Terry and Kazuya. Just that's those about four. it. Yeah, just that's yeah. about it. Too many fighting game characters in our... Oh, I know what genre... I know what type of game Smash Bros. is. It's a fighting game. It makes no sense to complain. I, I can make... The thing is, is that there's there's not that... There's a lot of sword-wielding characters that that Fire Emblem was always being announced with the character, which made a lot of sword... Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I like Seth Roth, and I liked like all the rest of them, but it was just like... They're just still another sword-wielding character, and it, now I'm just like, finally, it's something different. Like, another... Yeah. I don't know... Maybe they'll add Master Chief like how everybody wants. I don't know how they're going to make Master Chief, you know. We know what type of character he would be. He would be a fighter character. He would be a brawler. They should add Cammy, But I I would be worried if they added Cammy because you know what people would say? There's too many fighting game legends in our fighting game. I, I just... I would just say, it, you know how probably difficult it is to get these characters into, you yes. know, Smash? Because it's like they they don't own them. They have to get the rights to them. Sometimes companies don't, like, even if they're like, don't worry, like, this is, like, an honor. Even if you say it's a high honor for a character to be in there, some companies just, not say they don't care, but they're just like, uh, we, we don't really don't want a character to be in it. I it, think Kazuyo was it. probably easier, though, as uh, Bandai Namco helped in development, I'm pretty sure. So, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm surprised he didn't actually show up earlier than he did, actually. <laughs> I, I just think people forget there's still a lot of characters that need to appear before most of like what i guess you expect to be there yeah like goku now he can be in like brawlhalla you know who should show up in smash crockett and tubbs from miami vice (laughs) i think i think we're going too far on this subject but either way uh (laughs) no yeah uh kazuya i'm hyped for it i'm i'm fine with it yeah but really crockett and tubbs from miami vice anyway monkey ball one two and deluxe remake my hype is off the roof already for this one. You know I love me some Monkey Ball. <laughs> Even that Banana Blitz. And people hate yeah, that, that was one. Yeah, that was a fun one. Man. Yeah. I really like uh, Monkey Ball. Um, Mario Party Superstars is going to be like the Mario Party 100 for the Switch. It's going to have like, what, five classic boards from the N64 era and like the best mini games from uh, the series of Mario Party. I like All that. playable with buttons so you can play it on a Switch Lite so you don't have to do motion controls. So... I'm really looking forward to that one. This should have been deal- DLC for um, Super Mario Party, though. If I'm being... Comp- this is like the Jurassic World evolution of Mario Party. Yeah, I can see that. 
So we got to take a couple minutes here to talk about Metroid Dread. <laughs> Not only was this the biggest surprise, and you remember I said, Nintendo, please give us Metroid you know, Prime 4, of course, because that's what people are expecting. I was thinking about this all day yesterday, and I was thinking, have I ever been more surprised or hype watching something get revealed at E3? And I was like, actually, no. This is hands down the most hyped I've ever been for an E3 announcement. Metroid Dread, if you take a look at the Wikipedia page, it's the craziest thing ever. This this game's been rumored for since 2005 for the, the Nintendo DS, and I remember being a kid at the time on, you know, Metroid, like, update sites being like, Metroid Dread is coming out for the Nintendo DS, because Fusion was my first Metroid. That was 2002. I was eight when I played it. It had just come out um, a little bit before my birthday in 2002, and it's one of those, like, defining games of who I am as a gamer and, like, defining games of my childhood. It's a game I constantly go back to and reflect on fondly. It's it's a Metroidvania that has not been surpassed for me, not even by other Metroid games. Um, so the main series, specifically Fusion, has always had a, a big part of like it's always been important to me and dread being a sequel to that is something i've been waiting for it's been canceled or in lost in development for years and years and eventually it, it longer than duke nukem forever just to give some something to compare it to to see them announce like prime 4 is in development still they said but to see them announce that there's a new one in the works i said okay the easiest way they could go about this is have Mercury Stream, who did Samus Returns, do a Fusion remake. It was kind of teased at the end of Samus Returns anyway, so I'm like, oh, is this a Fusion remake? But then Samus drops down, and we see a new suit, and instantly I'm like, is this Metroid 5? Metroid 5 shows up on the screen. They're showing this crazy robot thing uh, attacking her, and I'm like, swear if they call this Metroid Dread. Bam, there it is. And just... <laughs> I felt tear. I felt so much like a rush of emotions that the sequel to my favorite childhood game is is coming out. So, man, what a moment for Finally. like me personally. But I know a lot of other people on like gaming forums are just like, this is something we've been reading about, rumored for. This is like the original Nintendo rumor for sixteen years. Like, man, after all of these years, it's finally out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's what? Yeah, it's like 15 years since the last 2D platformer Metroid game. 19 since Fusion. Um, but they did Zero Mission, like, 02. No, Fusion was 02. Zero Mission was 04, I want to say. And Samus Returns was 17. But Fu Zero Mission and Samus Returns are remakes. So this is the first plot advancement in the entire series since 2002. Because Prime takes place between one and two other m takes place between um super metroid and fusion i believe so this is the first progression and since we watched e3 i've learned that this is the ending of like samus's arc of metroid so prime 4 can still happen because it takes place before this but this is the ending and what i really appreciate is that metroid dread is the original idea for what it was going to be 
the idea of what this game was going to be was not rebooted. It just has a new look. So it was always going to be like Samus is being hunted by these robot things and the lore is not being dropped in favor of nostalgia. And I, as somebody who's a fan of a series, I super appreciate that. I don't know. Such a long time for Metroid. They say, I don't want to be too much on this topic because we got a lot more to go through, but it's just surreal still to this point that they, they dropped it. They, you know, they announced it. Yeah. I still can't believe it. Metroid Dread. I am floored. I, I said, I've not been this hyped for a game since Persona 5. And all day I was like, am I more hyped for this than I was for Persona 5? Especially because Persona 5 was a four-year wait from announcement to release. This is a four-month wait. This is coming out this year. This is coming out in October. Yeah. A lot, a lot of stuff I've been considering with it. So <laughs> um, we'll, we'll move on in a second. But I'm going to say it right now. For me, myself, this is looking like Game of the Year territory. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that six months ahead of time, like confirmed. But this is looking because they showed what twenty minutes of gameplay on Treehouse afterwards, and I'm really, really like what we're seeing. Um, all I gotta say to the team at Mercury Stream is thank you. Anyway, Mario Golf, they showed a little bit of that. That's coming out uh, next week, so in a few weeks, we'll uh, I'll actually be able to talk about that. But a new WarioWare game, another big surprise. <laughs> I like this one. That one, that one, I was really, I was happy for. Yeah, um, I really like that they're adding multiplayer back into WarioWare. I think the last time it was really done like that was the one on the the GameCube that was like a port of the the GBA one, where someone was like a flashlight or something, and the other person was playing. Um, it looks like a ton of fun. It's only going to be fifty dollars which is a bonus, like, up saving some money on, on a game. Um, it's the first WarioWare since Gold, and Gold is, like Mario Party um, Superstars, a compilation. So there should be some interesting new mini-games in this one and all that good stuff. Now, I said they would win E3 just showing Shin Megami Tensei V gameplay and, and a Metroid of some sort, and while did they do it um but Shin Megami Tensei 5 oh my god <laughs> another one for me that just looks incredible it's the, I like how the demon portraits are on the side so you can see your party while you're battling um I really like the design of the character that you play as I'm not a big fan of the UI because it's the same UI as Tokyo Mirage Sessions and I don't necessarily like the look of the ui but that's besides the point when the game itself looks so good but i think what i'll comment on is that this game got showcased at treehouse shin megami tensei got showcased at nintendo e3 treehouse live look how far that that series has come since being something that like so few people have ever heard about and not popular and like persona makes it like super popular and now it's being showcased on the e3 stage it's just like Oh, yeah. Incredible to me. But uh, crossing my fingers that it's a little more like 4 than 3, because I have some thoughts on 3, but <laughs> yeah. Um, Danganronpa is getting re-released on Switch, all 3, and uh, the board game from 3 is being expanded to uh, a fourth game in Danganronpa Decadence. That's cool. Fatal Frames coming out of the Wii U. And onto the Switch, but onto also Switch. like every other console. Yeah. yeah, it's coming to PS5 and all that too as well. Except for um, 
Donkey Kong Country Returns. Oh, yeah, that's missing. Well, that's from the Wii. Fatal Frame was the Wii U. But, yeah, Donkey Kong Country Returns is missing. Wooly World is missing. And one more, I think, is missing. But it's I can't think of it right now. Yeah. Now, another huge surprise was Advance Wars is coming to the Switch. One and two reboot camp. I played Days of Ruin. I've never played the original two, so I'm, I'm kind of excited for this. That's really, like, the tactics game I think I could get into. Because it's not mm-hmm. my favorite genre. But looks cute, like Advance Wars is wont to look like. And uh, I was pleasantly surprised. Breath of the Wild 2, though, at the end. <laughs> after everything I saw before it, I was not, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I was like, yeah, but we got a new Metroid game coming. So Breath of the Wild 2 is... We still don't know what this game is actually going to be called. I think they don't want to reveal it because it might have, like, plot significance. But, yeah, they showed it. It's coming out next year, supposedly. We'll see. But we got a new Metroid. You got a new Metroid. I think that's the highlight of this one. A sequel at that. (laughs) Yeah. But overall, I'm going to give the Nintendo Direct Rumor an S because when, when I think of Dream e3 press conference this is what i think of i'm going to get most games they showed here i collect for my switch and it's a great time to be a switch owner most of these games are coming out this year it's incredible s i give it a a high a because it's gonna take a lot to get an s out of me it is gonna take a lot of good announcements to get an s yeah i i get that and and honestly if if metroid dread wasn't announced it might it probably still be a high A for me, but that announcement itself, just game of show for me, honestly, as far as E3 goes, that's my top, top game of the mm-hmm. show, Metroid Dread. What's yours? It's probably Metroid Dread. I have all, I have all things other than, and probably maybe like WarioWare too. Like WarioWare, yeah, WarioWare. Metro Dread. But of E3 as a that. whole too? E3 as a whole, Metroid, Wario, Dusk. Guardians. It's pretty much, it's, yeah, it's pretty much like my high, like at least my major highlights for me. Yeah, so it was good. On a lot of the conferences, had a few very low points. I don't think there was a huge low point in the direct though. So I was, what a great direct. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. Yeah. Anyway, now hear me out. All right. I know we just had a direct, but you know how these things go. I got a Nintendo Direct rumor. And Right. Oh, you do now. Yes, and when I read this one, I was like, I don't know. This sounds nice and ripe for a for a Nintendo Direct coming up at some point in the near future. Here, it's sponsored by Markers on the Map presents Trial by Energy Drink, and this week's flavor is Couch Co-op Cola. It's for a little game called Ace Attorney Dreamland Deduction. Hot off the trail of the great Ace Attorney, we return to the life and times of one Phoenix Wright. Or so we think. From a time portal caused by who knows what... Let me stop there for a second. It's gotta be Sonic from Sonic the movie. Because his rings are time and space portals. So it's just launch you into another planet. Mm. Mushroom hills on. Okay. You know. Yeah. It comes a circular pink orb-like friend from the sky. Landing right on Phoenix's head. It looks around, blinks, and unleashes a devastating suction that swallows Phoenix whole. Then the mysterious creature takes on his trademark hair. But... There's cases to be solved. That's right. 
Kirby is back in a new side-scrolling visual novel adventure. Dreamland and the real world collide through space and time, bringing Kirby's foes both old and new to a strange frontier the likes of which they've never seen. As Kirby Wright, explore over 50 colorful levels full of branching paths, fearsome foes, and clues that lead you to the game's stunning courtroom battles, where Kirby must use evidence to prove his clients innocent in the face of danger. Team up with ace attorney favorites like Maya, as no one seems to recognize the difference between actual Phoenix Wright and our adorable pink puffball. Present evidence to the judge through items, clues, and consumables, as Kirby doesn't actually talk. And when the case is over, head back out into the field for more levels, platforming fun, and copy abilities to make the best ever defense attorney ball you ever could. Customize your Kirby Wright's color to add a little flair to your game. From chrome to gradients, you'd swear you were playing a racing game with all these options. And the game doesn't end when the last case is solved because the Dreamland Deduction Season Pass grants you six brand new cases with 30 new levels over the course of a year. And in true Kirby fashion, we've got quite the selection of bonus modes, but you'll have to finish the main story to find out more about those when Ace Attorney Dreamland Deduction shouts OBJECTION in Kirby speak when it arrives on a Nintendo Switch. And what I got to say about that is... Why didn't Capcom show this at their E3 press conference? I don't know. Nintendo could have showed it too. Capcom, Nintendo. Yeah, I don't Nintendo could have showed it. I think Capcom. Bandai could have showed their, it. Yeah. Xbox could have shown it. <laughs> Devolver could have shown it. Anybody, show it. Come on. We we know this game exists. We know it's out there. I I personally think that this this has a big chance of showing up at another direct. Yeah. Can't say more than I really want this game to to exist anyway. <laughs> As for games this week, we're not. <laughs> no. Because this episode's going to be long enough as it is. But um, you can look forward to some Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart uh, thoughts next week. I did platinum the game over the weekend. And uh, yeah, some thoughts on Integrade and Game Builder Garage. And maybe Age of Calamities DLC. But that's besides the point. This is an E3 special. So overall E3 this year was redeemed by the end it was it the best e3 ever no but it for me personally it had my most hypest e3 announcement ever so there's 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 good here um we'll see if e3 continues after this it's always a it's always a thing it's like is there gonna be an e3 after this or or whatnot anyway would you say we did an episode yeah i think that should wrap up the episode of this week because i think e3 pretty much took the spotlight as always guys we want to thank you for listening please check us out on apple Podcasts. leave a rating a review tell your friends follow us on twitter at markers on the map and if you don't like apple podcasts uh hmm you can check out google Podcasts, spotify and podbean those are other options for you so but please follow us on twitter i've been tweeting a lot more lately so i guess there's not much left to say besides Sega, please re-release Shadow of the Hedgehog. And that the real E3 2021 was the friends we made along the way. So we'll see you next time. Bye. Later.